In this episode of Testimony, a Musician Story, presented by Soundseekers, Canadian crossover artist Paul Hernandez shares his Christian testimony. He discusses the cultural difficulties of splitting his time growing up in a Honduras household and a Canadian household. Paul also shares the struggle of being named one of Rapzilla's 2012 freshmen as a teenager and trying to turn it into a music career. And Paul opens up about his issues with anxiety. Additionally, Paul goes in between the lines and shares the song stories of Deeper Things, Minyana, Little Bit, and Runaway in the four-song breakdown. I am Gaelica Brown, and this is Sound Seekers Presents Testimony, a Musician's Story. I was born, I lived in Canada all my life. I was born in a city called Vancouver. Um, if you don't know where that is, it's like, think of Toronto as like the far like east coast, and then Vancouver is like the far west coast. Okay. So that's, where I, that's, where I, that's where I grew up and lived all my life. Okay. Yeah. And going back to like your earliest music memory, whether it be a song that you heard or maybe your first time playing something, what is your first music memory? Uh, I would say the, the greatest one that really changed my life was the song by Lecrae, Don't Waste Your Life. That was like a, a turning point for me when I heard that. Okay. Um, I really, yeah, just really, things started to really, I started to question things for sure. So, I mean, why, what, what were you questioning and why was that song so impactful? Um, it was more so just the, the place that I was in at that time. Like I was actually in that place of um, faith, like of questioning it, if, if God does exist or if he doesn't exist. And I was really actually battling with that belief for a long time. And it was just really hard to live it out in high school. So like when I heard that song and saw that there was a whole musical realm of like Christian hip hop, like it really made me think this is, this is something else. So like there's got to be more to this for oh. sure. So yeah. you were a high schooler when you heard it. Yeah, exactly. And if you didn't know that there was this whole genre of Christian hip-hop, CHH, how did you come across Lecrae's Don't Waste Your Life? Um, my sister actually was listening to uh, a few artists, and one of them happened to be Lecrae. And I can't remember if she directly sent it to me or if it, was, if it just kind of popped up on my Facebook feed at the mm -hmm. time. And I just... It was kind of circulating in my family, so. Okay. It, yeah, sooner or later, I probably would have come across it. Awesome. Okay, so going back to growing up in Canada, did you grow up in a childhood or a two-parent household? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, who did you grow up with? Who yeah, so I, I, I was kind of, lack of a better term, I was kind of tossed around, like I lived with, Primarily, I lived with my mom growing up. That was like just like through my early days in school. Um, and then before I went to high school, um, I started living with my grandparents and they raised me for a couple of years. And then after living with them, um, I had the opportunity to live with my dad. And that's when I finally, that's when I actually began like kind of going to high school and um, like finishing high school actually. And that was pretty much like the rest of my growing up was during um all my childhood uh, all my high school years living with my dad so then that's when i lived in vancouver so it was my mom my grandparents and my dad <laughs> okay so with your mom and your grandparents what city was that in um the city was called pit meadows it's a small okay. town like you you've never heard of it i i forget about it you know what I mean? <laughs> so um and uh and then kamloops was another town so that's just like it's not even a town. It's a big, it's a smaller city, like compared to Vancouver, it's super small. So it was just a couple hours away. Um, but yeah, all in the same region. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure we're still in Canada. You're still in the same area. Always. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, how did that affect you to be with your mom and your, was it just your grandma or your grandparents? Oh, my grandparents, both of them, grandma and grandpa. Your grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. And at what, like, how old were you when you went to your dad? I was, so I was just going into grade eight. So, so that's, um, yeah, just okay. starting high school. So I was a like, teenager, I was 13 years old. Puberty, like this is like, the important time in your life where it's, you need your father. Exactly. Yeah. You 13 father. years old. Okay. Yeah. 
So how was that transition then? Um, it was, I would say it was a bit different. I mean, the way that they do things in a household was a little bit different. Like not to, like, it's just culturally different. Like my dad is from Honduras mm -hmm. and uh, my grandparents, like they're, they're mostly Canadian mixed European. So it's just like, okay. it's a very different approach. Um, and I would say I got the best of both worlds for sure. Um, you know, having my dad was definitely a piece that was um, needed. And I, I, I really enjoyed the time that I lived with him and I learned a lot for sure. Um, I was probably, I could have been a better kid for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that's awesome. And then was it a Christian household at all, whether it was your, with your grandma and your mom or your dad? Yeah. Um, so like with my mom, uh, there definitely was um, like a background there, but I would always say when people ask me that question, it was, it was more so just like from a familiarity. It was nothing serious with my grandparents, it, my grandma is a Christian and believer. Um, so she would actually take me to church with her uh, on the Sundays. And that was kind of my, but at the same time, I wasn't interested at all. Like I was just going because she, she told me to go. And then with my dad, like he's not, he's not Christian. He's not a believer. He's uh, yeah. He just, I, that's when I started, when I started getting into more of a knowledge of Christianity, I had to be the one to kind of commu communicate that with him for sure. Okay. So you kind of, you grow up knowing about Christ. Um, nothing like super hardcore. You weren't going to church every week. Right. Mm -hmm. no. Right. Okay. That's right. And so then you go to your dad's who you have, I'm sure who wasn't talking about Christ at all. No. And sometime during staying with your dad, you hear look craze. Don't waste your life. Mm -hmm. and what is that that transition like what what made you give your life to Christ and how was that living in the house with a you know your father who wasn't into that you know what um yeah it it was a it was a weird place for sure because I was very new to everything that was happening and I honestly didn't really know how to cope with it myself like I think a lot of my faith started off musically if that makes sense like it was definitely um, more of a musical experience and obviously being convicted by the lyrics and and but I associated a lot of that with with my belief with like oh like like because um, I was just into music right and so listening to them and being able to combine that with what I was becoming more knowledgeable about was was an interesting phase um, but when I started going being more involved within church and I was going to summer camps, which were Christian based. Um, there was definitely more like being fed to me every single year, every single time that I went. And uh, I would definitely say that there was more of an awakening for me and living with my dad. That was, it, it was like, um, he knew what I was doing and I did my best to try to live in the way that I thought was best to mm -hmm. show that to him. Um, keep in mind, I'm, I'm 13 years old, 14 years old, 15 years old, right? I, I don't know much about life yet. And sure enough, don't know much about what I'm, what I really believe in. Right. So it was definitely a phase of, um, getting very, uh, passionate, very, um, like not, not that that's wrong, but it was definitely, I, I definitely took things to an extreme that, I guess made him feel like I was a fanatic or I was crazy or I was just kind of delusional. And, um, you know, it was just this journey of just trying to wrestle with him and, and, and get him to believe what I believe, you know, start showing him videos and, you know, and, and so it was just, um, it was definitely two worlds in one household. Um, and again, I wasn't fully blossomed to the point where I knew how to properly communicate that with him. So it was just, it was kind of living on the edge in some yeah. weird way. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it totally does. So, I mean, because when, when you newly discover Christ, like you're on fire and you want to tell everyone about it. So it sounds like you were doing that in your household and your dad, you said borderline thought maybe you were a fanatic. Mm -hmm. and, right. But how did you even get to the Christian camps? Like how did you get? Yeah, so these were happening. Like my mom was sending me um, – like even when I was living with her, like prior to my grandparents and everything like that, like I was going every year for like 10 years. And so um, 
that was an experience for me that gave me more of a, a Christian background. You know, it gave me the Christian belt and it gave me the experience. But again, like I didn't really understand what it all meant. I didn't, um, I wasn't able to soak it in the way that I thought, um, you know, I, I should. And it more so was just a very positive experience that really, that's why I enjoyed going. You know, I love singing the songs. I love being around very kind people. Um, but I also knew that, like, I never once told myself that God doesn't exist. Like, I, I never, there's sure there's times that I questioned it, but I knew and I always knew that he did exist. And I always knew that as a kid growing up. So that's all I really had to go with is like, God exists. I get to go to summer camp. This is a great place. And I'm just on fire because I was there for a week doing the same thing. And everybody's so nice. And you know what I mean? But again, I didn't really understand. So um, yeah, that was all inter kind of inter interwoven with all the places that I was living and the experiences that I was having simultaneously. Okay. Yeah. So now, I mean, but there's a big difference between just going to a camp and actually knowing God for yourself. Of course. Where did that connect to you? So um, I would say, like, if you fast forward a bit, like, I was probably, like, in, this was, like, a couple years after I started, like, was in high school. Um, you know, was in a, I was in a couple, like, very small relationships, and one of them was a little bit more long-term. Um, after kind of going through that phase um, and kind of having to cut that off, um, that was something that I did in faith. I said, okay, God, I'm giving you this. I'm going to move on. That same week, I, I ran into a guy who was kind of evangelizing. I didn't know at all. He was just talking and just telling me about this place that had music and had DJs. And, um, you know, it's a great community. Come check it out. It's, it's called Gospel Sundays. Um, and that same week, I brought my friend from high school that I was close, that I'm close with. And uh, we just started going. And that same week that I had uh, ended that relationship was the same week that this church kind of popped out of nowhere. Um, and so I definitely knew that it was God's purpose to kind of open that door for me to walk into. And as I was there, there was uh, a couple other artists that were musicians that were rappers and it was a very creative um, space. It wasn't a space, it was a church, but it was a very creative driven uh, community that really actually showed me music and really gave me the platform um to to start and discover you know what i what i what i was gonna do i had no idea so um as that started to happen like that my experiences going back to camp started to change because i knew that there was something like my like my understanding was enriched um my perspective is a lot different when i, I remember going back a couple of years later and like just, I guess, obviously maturing as a person, but also maturing in, in, in faith. Like it, it definitely, my approach was very different and I actually enjoyed it a lot more. So there was definitely a change for sure when, when you know, um, and you can appreciate, you know, the things that you didn't understand. Sure. I mean, that church sounds amazing too. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So were you in high school then when you found this church? Yeah, I was um, 16, yeah, 16 years old, 15, 16, 15 years old was when I started going. And then I was, I've, I've been involved in that community for about 10 years. Yeah. And did you have any music ability whatsoever when you started going to the church? No, I had, I, I listened to music and I think I had like a, I just couldn't stop. Like, um, I don't know what it was. I think I, I felt like I had some sort of disorder as a kid. I just, I've always, always trying to make like drum beats and I always had a melodical like desire, but I didn't have an outlet, I guess you could say. So when I went to church, um, that was all kind of showcased, um, and provided. And that's kind of where it began. That's, I mean, because knowing now, listening to your music, you sing, you rap, your worship leader, like for that to just cultivate as a teenager, like most people, they start doing that when they're like seven, eight, you just jumped in at like 16, 17. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, what was the first start? You started on the drums then? Like, well, how I don't play, I don't play any instrument to be honest. Really? <laughs> I don't, I, I know very um, little music theory and I don't play any instrument. I, I can beatbox. That helps me make, like, produce my drum beats is I'll beatbox it. Um, 
and then I just kind of, I honestly, like, I, I know that it's a gift that God has given me to be able to create quickly. Um, and a lot of that does come from, um, like worship. Like I was talking to somebody the other day and, you know, from, from worship and worship leading, it, it's definitely something spontaneous that happens. It can happen. doesn't always have to happen. Um, but it definitely is, um, something beautiful that happens when, you know, you, you're given a melody and you just start singing that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of, if, if anything, it is like the reason why I've been able to create the way that I do. Um, and with the, you know, perspective that I have, it, it definitely stems all from, from worship and what I was shown. Okay. And I also want to touch on the fact that you said while you were a teenager, you were in a relationship, you decided to just kind of hand it off to God and let God do whatever with that relationship. Where does the, the like, no, like where, where does that even come from as a teenager to try to give a relationship to God? Like adults struggle doing that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. I, I think like I've, I just knew, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know, but I just knew, I don't know like, if that makes sense. But I, I knew it was the right thing to do because I, I guess I was convicted or I was just fearful. Like, I don't know what it was at the time. Like I was afraid of um, what would happen if I kept going that way. But I also had like this, this tugging inside that was just so evident that I knew I had to respond to like, and, and it almost, it, like I almost, it was almost like I had a foretaste of what was to come with the choice that I was going to make that was better than what I had now. And I, I, I did it. And it was definitely painful. Like it was definitely not just like easy, right? It never is easy, but it was, um, it is a scary, it was a scary thing. And, and I feel like I, a lot of the times when I think of that time, I think I, I had a lot more faith than I did in certain recent times. So it's, uh, it's definitely a beautiful thing um, for those small things, but they make a big difference for sure. Okay. And now you're married, right? Yes, I am. So do you think that, I mean, sacrificing something like that at such a young age, do you think that kind of fed into like the fruit of your marriage? I definitely believe, so. like I do believe so. I, I believe that God honors that. And, um, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Like, um, I believe that God, he, like, he, he blessed me with what, what I knew I needed. And like, I couldn't be more grateful for sure. Like it, it is definitely like a great gift, great blessing. Um, and yeah, I, I did, I did definitely see that as well. Awesome. And how long have you been married? Uh, over five years now. Do you guys have any kids? Not yet. We're actually going to be planning for next year. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. was that part of the plan? You wanted to just be married and together for a while before you decided to start having kids? Uh, yeah, I think that's just kind of the way that things kind of flowed. Um, we were never in a rush to to have kids or anything like that. Um, and it's just kind of, yeah, it, it just, I don't know. It just, we were never in a rush to, and I think that we have, uh, yeah, I, w I don't want to say we, you need to get things ironed out before you have kids because I mean, you can never be fully prepared, but I think that we've been able to enjoy a lot and we'll definitely look, be looking forward to having them. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? 26. Okay. So yeah. it's not like you were, you had time. <laughs> you had time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, of course. Iron things out. Okay, that's awesome. And how would you say God's presence looks like in your life personally, outside of the music, just personally? Personally, it is definitely something I've been practicing. And my job, like I, I still, I have my day job. I work at the Canadian Post, like Canada Post, which is like your version of the U.S. Post. Um, so my job just entails walking all day, delivering mail, I've written a lot of songs doing that, but I've also been able to pray, like just turn. Yeah. So just praying and, and as I'm walking and praying or listening to whatever, like I've definitely been able to cultivate like stronger prayer life and um, definitely more aware of like how a day can go with not walking with God and walking with God, the difference that that makes. Um, and 
Yeah, definitely. I think once you just kind of slow down and, and seize, like really I've been practicing, like I've been recognizing how important it is to, to have a, like a Sabbath, they just get rest, you know, just to seize, especially after releasing the project, like you just want to feed into it and, you know, um, share it and everything like that. But again, like I've recognized and appreciated, like just, just seizing, just stopping, you know, and, and being with God. And yeah, um, it's definitely, it's definitely been good. It's definitely been something that I need to, you know, days where you're just so exhausted and you just don't want to. So it's a, it's definitely, there's always a battle for sure. Awesome. And let's move more into the music. So we talked about how the, the church that you got involved in was very influential in you getting into music, but, um, how did you get into Christian hip hop? Um, yeah. So I mean, that you make, cause I don't even know how, if you would necessarily categorize it as Christian hip hop. Cause <clears> it's kind of a mix. You do a lot. Very cross, a lot of crossover, yeah. which is, which is good. I like that. And I, um, like I would definitely say when I started, I don't know if you know, but in, um, 2012, like I was a Rapzilla freshman okay. and, um, yeah, so I started off on Rapzilla actually. And that's kind of where I got my foundation i guess you could say like i i got my perspective you know i i knew how i wanted to write i knew how i wanted to sound um you know i knew the audience i was making music for and that was kind of just where everything was and um you know that's all i knew to be honest i knew that i didn't want to write bad music so i had to write good music i didn't want to swear because i never did anyways and um i just kind of made do with what I had at the time and as that kind of progressed um you know obviously life teaches you lessons you get experiences um you sharpen your skill you know what I mean like you just kind of work on that I, I feel like that naturally takes your craft in in ways that will look very different than the way that you start and and that's okay um you know and so definitely my language is changed through my music uh, my creative process has changed um my approach has definitely changed um the message has never changed and but but the approach and um just learning to have fun making music i think is is a great gift too it's a it's a gift and, and you can have fun people can dance to your music you know what i mean um i don't have to have a sermon in every song but i i can i can hide little nuggets in there you know what i mean and I, and I, and I love to, I've learned to love to do that is, is really change that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I am still learning. And I think the last project taught me a lot for sure. So going back to 2012 Rapzilla freshman, um, cause that's, I mean, that's a big thing. That's a, that's a big plug to come out. How old were you? I mean, really young. <laughs> I was, I was actually, yeah. So during the time that I, got involved with that church and the people that were there. There was two other rappers there and they inspired me. Um, I started just working on music and doing everything. So I was 16, 17. Jeez. And did you yeah. go by a different name? Yeah, I did. I went by an artist name called Dezcry, D-E-Z-C-R-Y. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I just looked up the list. I was curious to see who you were who was on that list that year so i see des cry that's why i was asking yeah. him but so we have forever not sure who forever is social club <laughs> that was funny, hey? definitely have blown up since then yeah lee green not familiar with lee green so we have you des cry frontline movement t-word script it's been a while since apart from script bumps imp and kid who is no longer kid now he's what is I a different name? Not even in the genre anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. I remember to, all those guys. Yeah. yeah. Interesting to see like who's still in the game or who's still doing something a little bit different, still making mm -hmm. music, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely a big throwback for sure. For sure. Okay. So then would you say you were probably doing more Christian hip hop then and it kind of transitioned into doing crossover things after that? Yeah. I mean, um, I guess everybody's understanding of Christian hip hop can just, it's literal. Like it just, it is what it is. And, and I get it. I understand that because that was again, like probably one of the first songs I heard was a Christian hip hop song, which by Lecrae. Right. Um, 
it might have been different if it was something else. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I've definitely just, I've learned to really want to, I guess you could say color out of the lines. That's what I like to say is just really um, genre bend. And um, I think I love to say that I don't, I don't just want to make songs for the church. I love to, and there's, and, and, and I'm going to continue to do that. I might come up with a worship remix of something later on, but I also want to do something else, you know, and, but I also, I don't want to just make songs for the church. I also want to make anthems for the world to sing. You know what I mean? For people to give them something to sing, you know what I mean? Um, everybody's doing that. Right. And there's, there is a lot of great artists um, that do that without realizing it. Like, and you know, I, I think when you find a hook that is catchy and you start singing it, that you don't find yourself singing things like, you know, like I believe, you know, worship, collective like you are kelly i believe i can fly <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i believe i can fly yeah um so like stuff like that like you know that might speak to you you know like when you don't want to take the garbage out and you sing you hear that song, you, you feel inspired you take it i'm just kidding but like when you're at a time in your inspired life inspired by r kelly Sorry. yeah just the, the song right like uh, whatever however you want to see it um but yeah, like I, 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 I believe that, like in my perspective, um, being a an artist that is a Christian, who, who, um, like, this is one thing I would say is just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you need to be creative. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're, you know, just because somebody's not Christian doesn't mean they're not intelligent or they're not creative. You know what I mean? Like God made all of us in His image, and that you know what I mean. We just. Yeah there's no difference. We're all in his image. We just happen to believe in who he sent. And that's what makes us a Christian. Um, so, but we all have gifts regardless if we believe in him or not. And as you can see, they're being used in, and um, in great capacities and there's, there's secular artists who have changed people's lives. Um, you know, help, you know, I, I see comments a lot of the times of popular videos, like, Oh, this song saved me from depression or this song. I was going to, kill myself with this song i heard the song on the radio and you know i didn't you know so not to say that that's the end game but that's just music working as it as it is right because yeah. mu music is powerful but um as a christian like there is obviously a greater responsibility behind the music and i i definitely believe that it, it's gonna if you if your audience is within you know loves christian hip-hop just the basics you know whatever like great like speak to them right like continue to do that do what you're great at i just feel like i i i just can't help it i guess you could say is i i, I overflow with a desire to create all different types of music um with passion with intentionality um just with authenticity and i think that in itself will speak to those who are listening that it that you know what i mean it's kind of like just making music and whatever, if something speaks to somebody, great, like, awesome. Like, hopefully they might go on my page and read my bio and find out that I believe in, in Jesus and that might spark something, you know what I mean? So who, who knows? It, it's really, it's not up to me. I just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just having fun and, and creating, using the gift um, and just remembering the responsibility, I guess you could say. That's awesome. Yes, remember the responsibility. Music is powerful. So let's talk about your album, Deeper Things. Is that yeah. so? It's fairly new. And what about the concept of it? Yeah. So the concept was definitely, um, you know, as, as you know, you're mentioning to me, like being at such a young age, and I was already making these life-changing decisions and being exposed you know to this faith that really made me have an, a weird relationship at home like a lot of these things um can really make somebody who's young like question a lot even at an early age um and i just found myself growing up in such a way that was i felt like i was kind of like i didn't have like a rough childhood or anything like I, maybe i don't know like i don't really know it's what is per, i don't really i don't really know what's not dysfunctional anymore <laughs> but everything is right in its own way but i would definitely say like i i've always kind of had this sanitized kind of mindset where i knew that i didn't want to like hang out with people that would really 
like scruff me up or just make me do stuff I didn't want to do. Like I was, I always had that conviction inside of me in high school. Um, so I knew that that was something I would never do. I wouldn't just kind of roll with the, with the crowd um, per se. Um, but even becoming Christian and kind of having to live that out within high school and, you know, working a job where people were predominantly not believers. Um, I had to kind of always be the one that was in a position where I was trying to figure things out because I was learning, but I was also around people that, you know, were doing things that were different. Right. And it was, it was still learning because at the same time I was still growing up. So there was a lot of growing in different areas at the same time. So um, I would say the album really encompasses how one kind of thinks like I would find myself thinking very deeply a lot of the times like I would asking these I would overthink a lot you know what I mean and it would either work for me or work against me and when it works against me obviously you can just procrastinate and think too much to the point where you just have so much anxiety or you can really question things deeply and I found myself thinking things that I don't think the average person would think like about life about afterlife about spirituality and all these 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 questions that I think was a lot of information for me um, um, early very very young so um, but it also is a is a call for everybody to to have to ask the deeper questions um, because it is a very reflective project like it, I, I very I, I try to tell stories and I always say like I I, I, my approach is to like, like I'm having a, co a coffee with somebody, you know what I mean? And it's very conversational. Um, so it's, it's not, uh, it's very down to earth, I guess you could say in some ways. Um, that's the kind of the, the, the approach I wanted to give it when somebody's listening, like I'm having a conversation with them. It's very practical. It's relatable. Um, but there are these deep, deeper questions that we need to ask ourselves, um, you know, about what happens when, when our time is done, you know, what happens, uh, when you're at your boiling point, you know? Um, and I think it was just something I wanted to create that would be sober, something sobering for people to hear something fresh. Um, yeah. No, I like that, that explanation. Um, and the fact that, yeah, people should be asking these sort of questions and having these conversations with themselves. And that's, mm -hmm ultimately what develops growth so right all right well let's go and do the four song breakdown where you will rap or recite a verse and break down and discuss what's going on between the lines or share a song story for that particular song and for you i chose deeper things um manana pronounce it yeah <laughs> little bit and runaway Okay. So if you can start with deeper things. Deeper things. Okay. Um, yeah. So you want me to choose like a part of the song or? Yeah. Whatever verse that you would want to share. And like I said, you can either wrap it. Okay. Yep. 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 I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of um, the first verse because this is kind of where it started. It goes, um, anxiety running my family. It used to make me unhappy. But that don't define me, no. I'm still in need of that caffeine, yeah. I used to be scared of my thoughts and get lost in my imagination. Thought I was a weirdo. Always had a deeper longing for the deeper things, but never superficial. I remember when I made an image in my mind of God. I thought it was my own religion. I mixed it up with my emotions. Got lost to confusion. Was broke with a broke condition, yeah. I spent the last three years trying to deal with my fears. Letting go of everything I thought I knew. But still believing God is for me. So that was pretty much just... Like, I believe that there was some sort of generational curse of anxiety over my family because, you know, my sister deals with it and my mom deals with it and I deal with it. And so I felt like, what is going on here? But I still love coffee, so I'm still going to drink it, even though it's not good for me. Not that it's not good for me, but it, it encourages it. So, yeah, I just started off that and pretty much just entails um, how that really correlated with the way that I viewed God I always thought that at first I thought he was always upset with me and so I'd get really anxious when I did something wrong and um, that was just a very distorted view that I was going through and um, I wrote that because again that correlated with how I thought too deep I overthought things I was very critical with myself um, and yeah so I think that was how I wanted to open the project and just right off the bat right 
Yeah, I think that was an awesome way to start the project right off the bat. I mean, it it sucked me in. And as a person who deals with anxiety as well, it definitely grabs my attention. Um, Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, how do you deal with your anxiety on a day-to-day basis? Honestly, it's, it's, I think the biggest thing is, it's, um, everybody's different, but for me, I have a, I have a problem like stopping sometimes. Like my job is great because it's like, again, I'm walking, I'm outside, I'm moving, I'm burning calories. But again, like I'm, I'm go, go, go. Like I don't stop. Like for morning I'm, I'm, I'm working like, you know, um, and then I come home and I'll use the time that I have before I have to, you know, not not this is not always the case but a lot of the times the uh, the windows that I'll have before you know I grab my wife from work or I need to you know have another commitment like I'll, I'll try to work on music right so I will, I'll come home open up uh you know project session I'll keep working I won't stop right so I just I think I'll, and the anxiety comes from just a very it's a restlessness so the way that I deal with it is I just literally need to stop like I said like sabbath has been everything you know to to really seize to really stop and just say like it's okay like it's not going anywhere it could but um you know nobody needs me right now nobody's looking for me like i'm not gonna miss anything you just need to tell yourself that because again i think that is the source of our anxieties is we're afraid somebody's gonna take our place or we're afraid we're gonna miss something so we just need to say oh it's okay it's cool i'm gonna stop (laughs) and of course prayer and trying to stay away from coffee smaller coffees uh just yeah honestly gym too exercise yeah after this quarantine like i definitely felt more lethargic and i definitely feel like anxiety has has been more prevalent just yeah. in some ways just because i haven't been able to my body's like what's going on <laughs> yeah okay and next if we can do manana yeah um let me see here. I honestly, I I performed this song one time. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, um. Oh yeah, I think I know the words. It goes. Uh, I'm putting in work like midnight. On my way, no hitchhike. My bare hands as fist fight. About David's son, no big bike. I ain't worried about dislikes, cause I ain't worried about this life. I'm sorry if I seem so distant. I'm just trying to go the distance. I've been working on my business. I got, uh, what is it? I've been working on my business. I got found. <laughs> sorry. Uh, it goes, uh, I've been, uh, I can't even remember the lyric. I'm so sorry. But pretty much like um, some of the, it, it was a fun song. You know what I mean? It was, it was something that I really wanted to have fun with. And, and, and pretty much the, the song is about doing today, not putting off today, not doing, what is it? It's, it's sorry. It's, um, Teddy Roosevelt says, don't do what you can do today. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. It's still 9 a.m. here. So. Um, so pretty much I wanted to encompass a song that would get that done and not put off what I could do today and put it off for tomorrow. So I found myself in that cycle uh, just many times where, and I think I learned a lot of it from my dad, where he would just say, we'll do it tomorrow. Or when are, we, when are you going to give me my allowance? So I'm going to do it tomorrow. And so a lot of that mindset really poured into, you know, even my recent days in marriage and working on music, I would always put it, be putting off something else until tomorrow. And I would just tell myself, like, you know, I got to get it done today. Like, and, you know, like God is going to provide for it, but I got to do it. I got to actually get it done. You know what I mean? Um, so this is very, uh, again, a call for people to really just not let procrastination get the best of them. Um, and like, if, if you got to do something like finish it, like try to, try to get it done because like the world needs to hear what you're working on the world. You know, there's so many people that are, are wanting to hear what you have musically. And again, with the 2012 Rapzilla freshman thing, like if I believe that if I would actually finish the things that I was working on, um, because I had a lot of music I just held on to, then I definitely, I might be in a different place. You know, I might, I might be more, um, you know, known, I guess you could say within, you know, certain communities. Um, but again, like it is what it is. And, and that's why I've been able to kind of really recognize no manana, <laughs> let's finish it today. I'm going to get this project done. So yeah, again, it was just a very fun song and, um, yeah, it was. I, I think I think it was like one of the, the two songs that people enjoyed on the project the most. I mean, it's definitely up tempo. It's a good workout song, um, good hype song. 
um, just the cadence and it was, it, the cadence was different than deeper things for sure. And just yep. the rest of the album. Um, yeah. Like deeper things actually was, um, I recorded that. That was probably the first song that like one of the first songs that I had recorded before I even thought of doing a project. And the rest of the songs were recorded like probably a year after, like, so I just ended up tying that into the whole project um, because I kind of really wanted to, like, I felt like, again, like with the first verse and opening the song with the project, I felt like that was something that I really wanted to showcase and make that the forefront um, of the concept, if that makes sense. Totally does. Uh, let's move forward to Little Bit. Okay. Little Bit is, um, yeah, so Little Bit, do you want me to wrap it first or... or talk about what it is uh it's totally up to you whatever feels comfortable and natural to you okay let's do i'll just i'll just give you a quick background so little bit was pretty much um honestly i didn't like i didn't have a pre-written idea for the song it just kind of came out as i was playing <clears throat> as i was playing with the instrumental and um as i was recording it just kind of came out like uh we only know just a little bit we don't even see the whole picture yet and um i think that what it is 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 encompassing like the small moments that we have like if we need to resolve something within a relationship like that that could make all the difference like you don't realize that that small choice um that you make would can really have a great um impact positive or negatively and i find that if we knew what the bigger picture was we are a lot of our decisions would change right a lot of the choices that we make would really change if we really knew the bigger picture but we only know just a little bit um and i also like the first verse pretty much i'll wrap it is is you got secrets that you don't uh, you got secrets that you don't want to tell anyone um you got secrets that you don't want to tell anyone um i'm sorry i'm trying to remember it i have it um you got secrets that you don't want to tell anyone uh got the same thoughts on repeat and you're feeling done you can't imagine the shame and the feeling of looking that bad. I know you're doing your best, but you're pretending you don't even have to. You're looking at your family. Time is losing gradually. You've been feeling distant. You're running out of ammo. I know the things that are dangerous, you can't feel confronting, but sometimes we got to shift things that don't make sense, don't make shift. So it's like a lot of the times we have to shift things in our life that are not going to make sense. We can't make shift that. We can't just give it uh we can't pretend to change things. We really have to, to shift things around, if you know what I mean. And so like one of the, one of those things was again, like looking back at my relationship, I had to, I had to let it go. I didn't know why I kind of had an idea. I didn't know the whole picture. I only knew a little bit, but I can't, I couldn't fake that. I really had to, to shift something that I didn't understand what would happen next. Um, and I really felt like obviously being here I, where I am now, it, it definitely, um, I can see the fruit of that. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so the second verse is, um, you're looking at your wifey, you're looking at your husband, relationship is different. Um, you ain't, relationship is different. Things, things are looking ugly. You don't want to give, you already want to give up feeling like you're in the middle of another argument that ain't going nowhere and you're tired of the rhythm. You're just in the kitchen, finishing the dishes, house so quiet and you're feeling so distant. You ain't talking, things ain't super and you're feeling superficial. And so it's just like, there's times where you can just come home and you would just feel like nothing's going on in the relationship. Like you guys haven't talked in like three days, you know, and, and, um, who's going to make the move, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, and so it goes like things been fake, like tempeh, that wine glass is empty. He's back in the man cave. You both had a bad day. And so like, I really related that song a lot to myself. Um, instead of trying to fix a problem. I kind of fled to the studio. You know what I mean? I would flee, come to my man cave where I feel safe, where I feel secure, um, where nobody's going to bother me. And, you know, definitely can become an idol for anybody that has that kind of sanctuary that they'll go to when, when they reach their boiling point. And so like, I find that a lot of relationships, instead of the people coming together, they just go their, go their ways and, and go about things. But again, if you knew what the bigger picture was, um, and you had that in mind, the choice that you make would be a lot different. I definitely believe you, you would work on really valuing the little things. Um, so yeah, but it's also a, a song to really sober people up and say, yeah, you know what? I only know a little bit 
and I'm so glad that I do because I don't have to know everything. And you know what I mean? I know the one who knows everything. I think. Right on. Yeah. Awesome. And last song, Runaway. Runaway. Um, so this is, this what I would say, um, it's almost like a, like part of the verses are, like verse one is, maybe it's the trauma when I was a child. Maybe I was born with it in my blood. Either way, I know that it's day will come. So it's like the first verse is talking about anxiety again. It's like almost another rendition of, of um, deeper things like the, so the song itself. And so it's like I would question is like, was this, did this come into my life? Like the way that I feel um, or the things that I think, like did they, are they a result of something that happened when I was younger? Like did I, was I exposed to something? Like did something happen to me? And you know, was it the dysfunction in my family that made me feel this way? Or what instilled fear in me? And so it was a really kind of an introspection question. Like maybe, maybe it's trauma when I was a child. Maybe I was just born with it. Maybe God decided that he wanted to make me have anxiety. Maybe maybe born that way. Um, but either way, like regardless of how it came, I know that one day it will fade. Like it's going to, it's going to vanish. Like it's not the end game. You know what I mean? Like either way, I know that it's day will come. And so this song is pretty much like, when I would reach my boiling points, like the question is, is do you run toward the pressure? Like, do you lean into it or do you run away? You know what I mean? Do you turn the other way? And so I would, I, this is also like a, a call to action for myself. When I would hear the song, like I will never run away, like run away, run away, run away. I will never run away. Like no matter how hard things get, no matter how much anxiety I have, like I will never ever run away like i'll stay committed to you and that's why you can see the song kind of change a little bit it goes um later on when i when i say like love listen when you've done what you can do just know that i'll be there to take care of you i promise that we're both gonna make it through you know what i mean so it's just like no matter what like i know that my duty is to take care of you no matter what happens or what i feel like we're both gonna make it through like god's taking care of us i'm not gonna run away um and even like during the second verse, I say, like, it's, it's more of a realization. And, and maybe I'm looking at the anxiety from a different perspective. And, and I'm saying, hey, maybe this is something that's been used to keep me alive. Because fear is not always a bad thing. Like it can drive, like, again, Lecrae says it, fear, I believe fear drives faith. Um, you know, if you see it that way, like it definitely does. Like fear can, it's a catalyst a lot of the times to really push us to do something. And so like I saw it in the second verse is it, Hey, maybe it's the thunder that's kept me alive. Maybe it's kept me on my toes. Maybe it's made me depend on God a lot more. Um, you know what I mean? Maybe it's taught me that I need to slow down, you know? So all these little things is, is just kind of an approach of, of, of how I would see it in light of what it is, or, you know, maybe I've been crazy and believed a lie. Either way, I know whatever I believe it is, whatever it's been, it's, it will pass. Like it's, this will pass. Um, and yeah, it's just an anthemic vibe. I, again, I wanted to make a song that was anthemic and uh, a song that the world could sing. Like you don't need to be, go to church to hear the song. Like you don't need to, it's, it's very um, receivable, like to many people. I think it's relatable to anybody in the world. Um, and hopefully it's just a, a call for them to never run away when they reach their boiling point. For sure. That's awesome. That was a good explanation. Thanks for sharing that. Thank song. you. Yeah. All right. So musically, how does God's presence look in your life? Musically. Um, so like a long time ago, I created this acronym. I should write it down. I should put a plaque in my studio. Um, and I called it Y. And so the, the W stands for worship. The H stands for heart. And the Y stands for yourself. And pretty much the way that I approach music and sometimes I've strayed a lot from this, not that I've strayed from it, but I haven't really kept it in mind the way that I should. And so I always want to start off like just with a, with an attitude of worship. I always want to begin working on something um, with a vision in mind, obviously that is not for my own gain. Like of course I want to make, make great music and I want people to hear it. But when you get stuck in that cycle, you just kind of miss the joy of making it like 
and um, it becomes a very conveyor belt kind of approach to releasing music, right? So I, I definitely always want to start with worship, and that will definitely help me be mindful with with like inviting God, Holy Spirit, like come into the song, regardless if it's overly saturated or it's not, or it's a crossover track, whatever it may be. Like you're you're everywhere, and you want to inspire everything. Um, the H stands for heart, and that's to always remember to put my heart into everything that I do. Like, and that's where I'll have the most joy. And that's where people will be the most touched because you're yourself, you know, you're, you're, you're they see that you're passionate and they see that you mean what you say. Um, and it just comes out naturally. The why is just to be yourself, you know, during my times with learning, you know, becoming a Rapzilla freshman and then moving on, like there was a, there's definitely a journey of finding yourself but like it's it's more so in the sense of kind of finding the right fit for yourself musically like and and, and how is your character like how do you talk to people and how do, how do, how can you translate that into the way that you express you know music and so i find that like i i'm just gonna be myself and i'm gonna have a conversation with somebody about some real things and it's gonna come out that way so i find that I don't have to keep comparing myself to somebody else or trying to sound like that person. I can be the best version of, of how I need to sound if, I'm, if I don't try to sound, you know, or if I don't overdo it, you know what I mean? So those three letters really keep me in place when it comes to really remembering why I do it. And um, it helps me have the confidence to keep making great music for people. That's awesome. Why? Yeah. Good acronym. Okay. Yeah. Well, Paul, it's been a pleasure meeting you and yeah. appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Um, now that you've had this conversation with me, if you could pick someone, another artist for me to interview, who would you like to see me interview? Um, off the top of my head, I think that you should um, reach out to an artist. His name is uh, Scribe Music. Um, he's, Scribe. he's Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's uh, He's got... He actually can't remember where he moved that yeah, he moved he actually moved to the same province that i live in so okay. we've, we've, we've met a few times um I, I he believe i believe he has a story to tell um and you would really enjoy it i hope you enjoyed the episode please subscribe to our show and if you really enjoy the content please leave a review it really does help with the ranking for all things testimony visit testimonystories.com until next time i'm Gilika brown the music lover constantly seeking positive music